welcome to the Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Yardley tried his best, God had won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun, the second test and West Indies won. With those little pals of mine. Hello and welcome to this special extra edition of The Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean cricket podcast with me, David Oram. I'm catching up with my good friend, Reds Pereira. Um, hi, Reds, how are you? Well, um, I'm doing 2020 cricket in St. Lucia for the Prime Minister's uh, Cup. This is, of course, leading up to the 32nd year of independence. $25,000 are put on the table for the various teams. It's at the early stages yet, and, um, you know, it's a, a lot of cricket um, throughout the week, um, night matches um, each night and uh, weekend matches, which starts um, around 2. So it's an opportunity for me to go around the country and see grounds that I haven't seen for, for quite a while. I, I'm enjoying it, and, um, you know, it's, it's nice to have ball-by-ball commentary um, on, on, on cricket in St. Lucia. Reds, I'm, I'm impressed that you, you, you have the energy. I know you're burning the candle at both ends, um, staying up all night watching the under-19s. That's the reason you and I have got together so quickly after our most recent podcast. Uh, we were going to do a midweek show to discuss, to review West Indies uh, under-19 sides' uh, efforts in the, uh, in, in, the, in the World Cup. And let's be honest, expecting to review their defeat in the quarterfinal. The, the joy that we both have that they overcame Pakistan is, is well, I, I can't express it. Oh, yes, I, I, I saw your, your... When I got up and watched it, you know, and then I, I went to the computer and I saw you say brilliant, and that's all you said. <laughs> it was, in fact, just brilliant. Um, I mean, here was a side was uh, on the edge of the cliff. Uh, let's forget um, Mankad. That's um, gotten uh, more support than against. Mm. Uh, it's in the rules, so let's forget that. And uh, I also want to say <laughs> Zimbabwe, well done, beating South Africa, um, you know. But um, more to the point, uh, I, I figured that um, that 226 wasn't enough. And once we'd got a reasonable start, once we'd got 30 or 40 on the board, um, you know, I think that was a platform um, for Hetmeyer to come. And um, he did, in fact, produce his best score for the competition. And here's hoping he'll make more against Bangladesh, uh, who we play in the semifinals. And once he took the game away, um, supported by others, um, I, I think we were virtually... Uh, you know, going to make those runs unless we had a wholesale collapse. Mm. Mm. I, 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 it was a fascinating game. I confess there was many times when I didn't believe West Indies were going to do it. They started off ever so well, had the opposition 50-odd for five. Um, well, well, we'll start at that point. Uh, the introduction to the side of uh, Shamar Holder from Barbados, he really added a second cutting edge to the side alongside Joseph, didn't he? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, you you could debate after the fact why he wasn't included um, in the first place, but maybe um, 
he didn't have a. I'm not sure. I I don't have the figures with me. Maybe he didn't have um, a good West Indies under 19. But he's there, and uh, I do support the point. Um, it gives us uh, that cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Well, I think from listening to one of the interviews, it might have been uh, Graham West, the coach, or somebody else reflecting back on the Caribbean under 19 tournament that in that hold would only taken something like three wickets in four games, so it hardly done much to justify his inclusion. Um, they had them 50-odd for five, and then seemed to let the game slip away. I confess that the 220-odd of uh, Pakistan I thought would be too many on a spinning pitch for the West Indian uh, batsman. I was amazed at the... Uh, Effectively, the slogging innings of Pope to start the start the game, but it got them off to a good start. Yes, yes, and um, you know he seemed to be going well. And if he had just kept it on the ground, he probably would have gone on. But I think he went and hit it too hard off the back foot and went straight to cover. Um, but uh, just back to the uh, to the Pakistan innings, that um, hundred was a whirlwind hundred, and uh, you know we had a chance of running him out. Um, early, and we missed that opportunity. Mm. Um, but luckily, uh, he didn't make a big hundred. I mean, had he got on to get 140, it would have taken that innings well past the 250 mark, and it, it would have been a lot more competitive. Um, well, but um, as you pointed out, we were off to a pretty good start. What, what, 45 for one? In reply, yes, yes, yes. And, and, and Pope was smearing at everything, the first few balls. Uh, but he got 25. Imlac batted well. Hetmeyer, the skipper for the first time, uh, actually got some of the runs that he promised. And then I held my head in in my hands as he seemed to throw his wicket away, charging down and getting stumped. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he was going. He, he never got there. I mean, I think he got a little carried away. Um, but, uh, he, but by the time he left, although disappointingly, um, you know, we were well on our way, well on our way. And then it was, well, for those to follow, uh, just to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, it, it really was a team performance, Reds. Um, as I say, I confess there was many times that I, I, I despaired of, of the youngsters. There was some quite dreadful fielding at times. There was far too many wides bowled. Uh, there was a couple of uh, shocking runouts. And yet, all the batsmen got in, bar one, who uh, Carty was run out, all the batsmen got in and made significant contributions under pressure and the match-winning partnership at the end by Gooley and Paul was uh, was very mature cricket. Yes, Gooley and Paul, I, I think, batted with a lot of discipline. Uh, they, they did look to turn over the strike. They didn't get bogged down and soak up that ball. Springer came in and had a little breezy 37. I was hoping he would have batted right through. Mm. Um, and like the captain, he threw his wicket away. But um, good to see that we won with uh, 10 overs uh, to spare mm. and the two Northern batsmen, um, you know, e- ending it for us. And I like the fact that we are playing Bangladesh. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, it's the better um, of the, the semi-final, so to speak. Of course, when you come to the second semi-final, David, in any competition, um, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. But um, we are going to be opposing the Bangladesh team and all the spectators. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it would be fair to say already, though, Reds, that win or lose, and obviously we hope it's a win, that uh, this has been a successful tournament for the West Indies. They can come home with their heads held high. 
Yes, and, and, and that begs the question, David, when they come home, what do we do with them? Mm. And this has been, you know, the, the whole the whole question over the years, what do we do with them? I mean, England and Australia and New Zealand, Pakistan and India, they tend to bring them on. They tend to keep them together. Well, you know, we are separated by water from Jamaica all down to Guyana. Um, you know, it takes some finance, but it also takes some thinking. What do we do with them? Um, how many of them will get more first-class cricket? I mean, Hetmeyer probably may get into the Guyana side. That's going to be very competitive for him. Um, what do we do with them? You know, when we won the under-15 um, in England many, many years ago, uh, we didn't really hold them together. We didn't keep them in a camp. Um, we didn't give them an, an, an under-15 tour somewhere. Uh, I think they were paraded, um, and I don't mean to be disgenerous. They were, did have an opportunity to be paraded um, in front of a test crowd yeah. in Port of Spain, but we didn't do much beyond that. Here is a, a new chance for um, the director of cricket, for the uh, chairman of the cricket committee, mm. um, and the entire Western East board to say, right, this team has done well. There's potential in the fast bowling. There's potential in the batting. I would like to see a little more devil in the spinning department. Um, but let's see what the Western East board will do. If we get to the final, uh, we can be very, very proud indeed uh, with our, our young uh, generation of cricketers. Uh, absolutely. Um, as I say, I, I, they've got two more games, even if they lose this uh, the semi-final against Bangladesh, they will have a third and fourth place playoff match, uh, which will, would then be against Sri Lanka, who lost in the first semi-final to India today. They're, they're, they have achieved something that no other side outside the subcontinent has done in Bangladesh and get to the last four of the tournament. As you quite rightly say, there will be... Um, it'll be interesting to see what director of cricket Richard Pipers does with these young players in development. And David, you know, sorry to interrupt, they mm. got there without having the uh, practice matches that may that all the other sides had prior to arriving. We only got three matches under our belt after the team arrived um, in the venue where yeah. um, other sides had played 15 and 20 yeah. um, uh, matches and uh, they, they have done extremely well. No, absolutely. And funnily enough, those, those three warm-up matches, which were all defeats, but will hold them in good stead for the semi-final. They lost three games to the hosts, Bangladesh. They now go into that semi-final, not so much fearing them, but not underestimating them. They know that the hosts, who probably are favourites for the game, with the home advantage and the home crowd in front of them, but they won't fear them. They know what these players are about. Yes, I think the running between the wickets have got to improve, and uh, we just need to be a little more patient. I think the policy is to play attacking cricket, but, you know, you want to be selective. And once you get a boundary at the start of the over, well, look to rotate the strike. You will end up getting six and seven and, you know, your your rate will be high up. Mm. Uh, just be selective. Just be patient. Yeah, yeah. Now, they, they're, they're learning a lot from this uh, experience and hopefully it will hold a lot of these players in good stead for the future. And as we said, the, the onus will be on Richard Pybus and the coach, uh, Englishman Graham West, uh, to develop them. I've, I've actually found it a quite a delicious irony, Reds, as an Englishman myself, um, with a West Indian affiliations, that uh, an Englishman, the coach, Graham West, has managed to go further with the West Indies team than 
the England cricket side did. Yes, um, and uh, I think uh, he will soon maybe apply for a passport in, in one of the islands um, <laughs> because I think uh, as a development, um, he's done very well. Um, just a question, David. We are seeing it live in the Caribbean. Are you seeing it live in Pakistan? Yes, well, I've been very fortunate, Reds. Unlike yourself, you're, you're having to watch games in the middle of the night. Uh, Pakistan has uh, as good as damn it the same time zone as uh, Bangladesh. So matches are, are starting for me at uh, uh, eight o'clock in the morning. So it's very easy for me to sit and uh, enjoy the full coverage of the games. Yeah, now by that time your wife would have served you breakfast. You were a very lucky man. <laughs> I can say with a, a, a quite honest answer to that, Reds, I'm the one that always gets breakfast in my household for my wife. Is that the whole truth and nothing but? <laughs> I will have her on the show sometime to uh, to corroborate that. Um, okay, I, I'll take an email uh, to suffice <laughs> from her. Okay, I will do so. Um, the tournament as a whole, Reds. As I say, we were getting together as much as anything to to reflect on the tournament as a whole. A bit premature because for West Indies it's not over now. But generally, what has been your impressions of the tournament? I think I saw a, a lot of talent. I mean, in the semi-final against Sri Lanka, there were some Indian fast bowlers really running in, you know. Um, I didn't see a lot of devil in, in the spin. Um, uh, and, you know, but I was impressed with the, the attitude of the Indian fast bowlers. And, um, you know, I think, um, you know, the Zimbabwe spinner that bowled out South Africa, yeah. um, I would think that he's one... Um, you know, for the future. Um, I, I think there, there, there was a lot of talent. Is how you take that talent forward and how do we expose and handle our, our under-19 players when they come back. They, they need an under-19 tour. They need to be exposed at the first-class level. They need to work with the coaches. Um, you know, we can go on for, uh, for another hour on that. But yeah. um, I think the one disappointment is the lack of crowds. Um, you know, lovely shots being played and, you know, two men and a dog, so to speak. <laughs> but I think that the West Indies will be facing Bangladesh and I think maybe a, almost a packed house. Yeah, yeah. Now they'll be up against it, but again, a good experience for the young lads. Uh, one, one little thing in the tournament that I did enjoy, I, I don't know if you saw it, Reds, was the young Sri Lankan spinner, uh, Kamindu Mendes, who in one over during the tournament bowled right and left arm. In the same over. Have you ever seen anything like that before? No. A, a friend of mine at Queen's College in Guyana many years ago tried that. Um, uh, he tried that at Queen's College and he had difficulty. He bore left arm spin. Um, this is uh, Brian Smith. Uh, he bore left arm spin, but he said he had difficulty in perfecting the right arm spin. Mm. But, you know, to go back to yesteryear, Fleetwood Smith actually um, had an injury uh, to his bowling arm and I think he had a broken bowling arm, played mm. for Australia, and was able to use the other hand and perfect the, the ability to regain his place in the Australian side. Um, you know, so, you know, there is some historical uh, point of reference, but th this young man is, is quite a talent. I hope that we don't get someone coming up to saying the ICC should ban him. No, He's no. going to bowl 
um, left arm spin or right arm spin, full stop. Quite right, quite right. Well, I, I can add to your historical list, uh, Reds. I know there was a guy who played a test or two for England uh, before the First World War, a guy called Clem Wilson, who uh, could bowl slow left arm and change at will to bowling right arm medium. Uh, I think... And I actually knew somebody at university who could do the same. My, my university captain, a guy called Jim Hill, he could bowl right arm medium paces and force it through and flight slow left armers. He was actually naturally a, a left arm, uh, left handed guy. Um, but to bowl flight, as it were, with both hands, that seems a level of ambidextrousness that uh, beyond my capabilities. And this young man bats number three. <laughs> What a talent! Yeah, what a what a talent! Well, we might see more of it before we move away from the Under Nineteen World Cup. Uh, we just want to uh, acknowledge that uh, in today's semi final, uh, Gregory Brathwaite was uh, one of the umpires, which is uh, good exposure for him. Yes, and um, he, his his colleague, I think, is down to do uh, the game today, the the playoff for 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 the, the night. Uh, there are two umpires um, in the tournament from the West Indies. And uh, one is down to do the night match today. So great to see them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's good to have them exposed at that international level. And again, like with the players, um, to get international experience. I think that's enough of the under nineteen World Cup for the time being. And um, yeah, we're going to keep this a, sh- a shorter edition. But before we go, Reds, uh, we do want to just take the opportunity to look ahead to the end of this week when uh, the uh, four day regional. Championship uh, gets underway again in the Caribbean. Yes, Barbados plays the Windwards um, at Kensington. Uh, Guyana goes to Trinidad after Carnival to take on the Trinidad Tobago team, who just, of course, won the Nagico. And at the Savannah Richards Stadium in Antigua, um, the uh, Jamaicans hmm. um, have travelled to play the Leewards there. And everybody hoping that uh, they can find some form after the restart. I assume that everybody has been practicing, hmm. and uh, there have been one or two um, teams announced. Uh, David, as you say, Lambert um, left out of the Jamaica team as they look towards the future. Right. And uh, I think I saw the team from Barbados where Holder has been rested, and Warrakan, I was suppose, um, also rested. Right. That's uh, Jason. Jason Holder rested. That that seems ironic since he was not given a uh, NOC to play in the Pakistan 2020 competition. So would he, would he have been fit to fit to play in that? Uh, it seems confusing to me, Reds. Um, yeah, yeah. Perhaps perhaps I'll still well clear of that one. Well, I don't know. There's a little niggle, um, and uh, you know the the last time the Windwards played. The, Barbados at Kensington, um, you know, Smith and Theophile um, batted very well. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's a game where um, Barbados just can't take it for granted. And th- this Windward side, I've got a fairly good record of maybe, you know, playing well against Barbados. Um, I didn't see the Guyana team. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see whether um, Shevchandrapal will be, in fact, included as the experienced player in the middle order. Um, Chandrika is now available. Bissell is now available. So the, the, the selectors have got um, some decisions to make. Mm-hmm. Young Chandrapal, um, you know, 
like Chanja Paul, yeah. could also be included um, if his dad is left out um, <laughs> and the selectors look, look down the road to the future. You can see him opening the innings with Chandraker and uh, maybe, um, you know, the, the, the opener sh shifting down into the middle order. But it's going to be interesting to see um, if they can do without the experience of, of, of Shiv Chanjapal. Mm -hmm. Well, do you expect uh, uh, Guyana to, to, to retain the, uh, the four-day championship, Reds? Well, they've got a match at Port of Spain, and you have to feel that the Trinidadians are going to start with a fair amount of confidence. And then they play Barbados at Kensington, I think, in, in, in their next match. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be, you know, the old traditional um, Barbados versus Guyana, which I saw as a young man, and it, it attracted thousands. Well, it wouldn't attract thousands, but should attract some interest. I mean, right now, uh, as you look at um, the runs, Lost and Chase, 436 runs, Vishal Singh um, from Guyana, um, 421, Chase, of course, from Pride, um, Shamar Brooks, 411, uh, Andrew McCarthy, 327, uh, the most wickets coming from uh, Moti from Guyana, mm. he's got 34, Nikita Miller, 33 from Scorpions, Shane Schilling for 26, and uh, Imran Khan, 26, the leg spinner from the Red Force, and Liam Sebastian, you know, chipping in nicely uh, with 20. And for our uh, listeners, the Jaguars have got 85 points, Barbados Pride 63, uh, Jamaica 53, and Force 37, Winwards 29, Leewards 13. So uh, an important game um, for Barbados to get full points if they could, get mm. all the points if they could. There's no first innings in this competition and um, for Guyana to try and, and stay ahead. So that Barbados-Guyana game starts on the, the 19th of February, looks to be something that could be very interesting. And if hold the result for this game because of a niggle or just getting a little tired, I think he, he should be back. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you say, that's going to be a very big game uh, in the round following the uh, Barbados-Guyana game. Uh, as you say, it may not attract thousands, but it certainly attracts you and I, Reds. Uh, I'm I'm leaving uh, Islamabad uh, tomorrow, heading back to the UK for a few days, and then heading on to Barbados for ten days. And uh, I hope that uh, I'll be running into you uh, while that match is on. Well, um, you know, keep your eyes open. I might surprise you. I might surprise you. I might surprise you, David. But it should be a good match. And here's hoping that a large crowd come out to Kensington. And here's hoping that crowds will come out over the weekend. And uh, and watch a four-day cricket. I think the West Indies board um, did promise to uh, do a little more advertising in terms of maybe banners and yeah. um, commercials and things like that. Uh, but um, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of form uh, the players will have after um, the the break in the competition, the break for Christmas and a break, of course, for the Inagico. And let's wish the West Indies team, uh, David, as we end, the very best of luck against Pakistan and we look forward to a, a very good competitive performance to build on their defeat of Pakistan. Yeah, absolutely, hail to that. As you say, that's that's coming up within the next 24 hours, uh, so many people may already know the result of that second semi-final when they listen to us, but uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed uh, for the West Indies. As I say, I'm uh, 
off on my travels in the in the next couple of days. So I can't guarantee exactly when Reds and I are going to be getting together for our next chat, but I hope it'll be soon. Uh, next time we get together, we will look back at West Indies' uh, uh, <laughs> eventually the final victory or defeat in the under-19s. There'll also have been the uh, CPL draft by then and uh, some four-day games. Um, but... Uh, I hope it won't be too long, Reds, until we are chatting together again, whether that's in, in person or, or, or via the internet. Well, David, all I can say, travel well. I know you'll be in, in, in the best class that the airline will provide, so <laughs> I know that you will sleep like a baby. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Reds. I, I look forward ever so much to catching up with you. Uh, I look forward to catching up with uh, so many of my friends in Barbados in the very near future. This has been an extra edition of... Uh, the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, and I look forward to chatting with Reds and for you, the listeners, to hear us again sometime very soon. Goodbye.